Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I do declare here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Dreamers. After bolting from Samir's place... The boys get some amazing bagels that morning. Deciding to go to Lemp Base, they begin to head out and bump into a vampire who proceeds to sell them mixtapes and steal 20 gold. Thomas does his best to stop him, but he gets away in bat form, and Thomas vows to find him again. They then proceed on toward Lemp Base and run into a gargoyle guard at the dock. With some quick thinking, they manage to evade him as the runes on the ground light up and Thomas, Richard, and Tyronicus begin to float up into the air. I do declare, Urana is back in session. You finally see the moon come overhead, Tyronicus. As it aligns with the rune beneath your feet, the light lime green glow brightens, illuminating your faces. As it does, you feel yourself becoming lighter on your feet. So much lighter that you begin to float up off the ground and into the air. You float higher and higher, and the big, bright, Olmerician moon grows bigger and bigger. You look down and see the docks beneath you. The Olmerician sea stretches out toward the horizon, and the opal tower pokes up above the city skyline. You seem to be picking up speed as you are now even higher than the tip of the opal tower. The fall from here would almost certainly kill you. Especially you, Thomas with your fear of heights. <laughs> As you fly higher and faster, the moon grows bigger still. Too big, actually. As you poke through the lowest clouds in the sky, the moon looks like stupidly close. This can't be right. That's no moon. And then, just as it seems that you're about to crash into the surface of the moon, a small tunnel appears to open up on its surface. And you float into it, into darkness. You wait in the dark. It feels like going down a water slide as you are shot through twisting dark tunnels with incredible speed. Finally, 
you get spat out in a stark white room. That never gets easier. Did we just go to the moon? Yes, Thomas. You have a secret base on the moon? Welcome to Lep Recon. Standing above you in a relaxed but ready stance, you see two edder caps. These large purple humanoid creatures. Their limbs are long and slender, ending in curved claws. They have hunched backs and rounded bellies. They have multiple beady spider-like eyes and mouths with tarantula-like fangs. Both of them are wearing green and tan polos with the Lep insignia. State your names. Tyronicus Jangle. All right. Thomas Phelps. <clears throat> Richard Edgeworth. I'm going to pull out my LEP ID. Yeah, they take it in and they go, Pleasure to see you again, Mr. Tyronicus. Good to see you too. All right. Uh, sorry. I. Uh, who are you? You, you two buddies here. Agents in training. Um, I'm working on something right now. And, Have they been cleared? Um, not yet. Mm. But, um, Sorry, Mr. Django, just give us a second. Larry, what do you think? Well, Terry, I, uh, uh, ah, this is a, uh, it's a little bit of a pickle. Yeah, uh, Mr. Django, we're just going to have to send it through uh, processing, if that's all right with you. Uh, look, you guys know me. Yeah, listen, we know you, Tyronicus, but... I mean, you also know we have procedures here, so like... Right. It's just standard processing, you know, Selma will probably come, question them a little bit, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, do what you gotta do. Okay, alright. Uh, Larry, you wanna take care of that? Yeah, yeah, I, don't worry, I, I got it! Okay, um, Mr. Um, Phelps, was it? Sorry about this. And Thomas, you see Larry the Eddercap places long limbs by his rear end. His face scrunches a little... And you see a thin thread get formed. He tugs on it and begins to weave the silk-like material together into a thicker strand. Terry joins in and begins weaving with him, forming a surprisingly tight fabric-like weave. They then gently wrap it over your eyes, and he says, I know you're a skeleton, but, but you can't see, right? Uh, no, I cannot. Okay, great. And you feel the rest of your bones begin to get wrapped in a tight, sticky silk. Like cling-wrapped luggage. Um, what's happening? Then, Tyronicus, you see they begin doing the same to Richard, and he goes, Um, assistant, is this normal? Yeah, so you guys just gotta go through some processing. You'll be fine. Is this silk stuff necessary? Yeah, it's just standard procedure. I'm so sorry. Hi, uh, by the way, Larry and Terry, MSA, Boone Security Agency. Don't introduce yourself to me when you're wrapping me in silk. I mean, Larry and Terry are great guys. They'll make sure that you're completely okay. Okay, uh, Mr. Jangle, you're welcome to follow along. Uh, do you need anything from us? Could you just let Lucky know that I'm here? Sure. And maybe get me, uh, like, some tea or something? A little parched. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take the guests to the holding cells. And, uh, uh Larry, you keep watch. And, uh, Tyronicus, you're, you're, uh, sorry, Mr. Jangle, you're welcome to follow me. Will do. Okay. You see, he picks up with his two long, very strong limbs. He throws Richard over one shoulder, Thomas over the other, and you feel yourself getting carried out in darkness. Tyronicus, you follow out of the white room and into the stone gray hallway, lit with a magical green glow. Finally, Terry walks up to one of the walls and waves a hand over it. As he does, you see the outline of a door appear. He inserts a key, and he pushes it open into another stark white room. He places Thomas inside, comes back out, locks the door, and then does the same thing on the opposite side of the hallway and puts Richard in there. And he goes, okay, uh, 
Have a nice day, Mr. Jangle. Uh, Selma should be along in a moment. Selma? Yeah. Okay. And he's gonna, like, brush himself off, make sure his hair's okay, make yeah. sure his breath is on point. Okay. And you see Larry walks off, and not long after, you see a little halfling run up to you with bright ginger hair. And it says, Tyronicus, it's so good to see you, lad. Lucky! Oh my god, I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. I mean, it's definitely been a while. Yeah. You look good, though. Oh my god, thank you, you too, yeah. I heard you're having a little bit of a holdup? Yeah, these guys are helping me with our little problem going on down there. So, who are they, exactly? So, we have Thomas and his uncle. They're helping me with this case. So, so why'd you bring them here? Yeah, I mean, no offense at all, Tehran, because, you know, I trust your judgment, but obviously bringing them here is kind of a, a drastic... No, I get it. I mean, even locked up in a cell, they'd be safer here than on the ground, you know? We, we just got attacked. I mean, look, I, I get it, but you, you also know how, how Selma is with security and all of that. Our, I know. Just... Our real goal is to protect the entirety of, well, all Mauricia. We can't really be concerned with individuals unless they can really be of use here. I mean, they can definitely be of use through these guys is how we found out everything that's going on. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can't go put in a good word with her before she shoves up here, okay? Please, because we know how Selma can get. Yeah. All right, cool. I'll be right back. Thanks, Lucky. Meanwhile, Thomas, what's going on as you are blindfolded and wrapped up inside this room? I don't know. I can't see anything. Yeah, you're sitting there and like it feels like this is one of those sound-absorbing rooms I don't know if you've ever seen those experiments of, like, isolation, where if you're put in, like, a stark white room with nothing to look at and no sound coming in and out, no room tone, you actually go crazy very, very quickly. Uh Uh-huh. Is that one of those rooms? Absolutely. Oh, boy. Are my ears maybe plugged? There's just no noise in the room. It's so quiet. And this is, like, an actual thing that, like, in certain rooms where the room gets quiet enough, you can actually begin to hear your own heartbeat. However, you don't have a heartbeat, so you hear the pulse of magical spiritual energy throughout your being. Just... Oh, boy. Um... I don't know why they locked me in here like this. It's not, this is a weird way to clear me. Can I get out of this silk? Can I fight out of it? You can try. Roll a strength check for me. 10. You struggle against the silk and kind of fall down on your face. You hit your chin on the ground. Ow. Is there any door? You can't see anything. Oh, no. Uh, let me meditate. Bahamut, help. Thomas. Long time no see. Er, speak. Long time no commune. Hi, Bahamut. How's it going? Oh, you know, just chilling. Right. Doing good. Not too bad. I'm kind of trapped right now, actually, in a blank white room, and I don't know what to do. Sometimes patience pays off. Right. Can I hang out here for a bit until they get me out of there? Oh, yeah, totally. I've been meaning to talk to you, Thomas. Uh-huh. You've done some good work. Oh. I'm still weak, but I've felt these chains release their grip just a little bit. That's good. We'll keep working at it. Uh... Gods. Look, there's something else I have to tell you. Okay. You're familiar with me as the god of justice. Yeah? I have known many lives, many names, 
But I am not the only god. Right, we've actually surmised that. You're about to tell me about a particular evil god? What do you know of Tiamat? I'd like to know less, but uh, she might uh, be inhabiting Hagatha? I'm not too sure about that. Maybe not. Evil god, though. Not just another god. My sister. Ooh. A little awkward. You see, my sister and I, we are inextricably linked. When one rises or falls, the other is never far behind. A few centuries ago, as a last kingdom to a faltering, my sister and I were all that remained. I gained the upper hand. I... I killed her. Oh. It was... difficult, to say the least. No. I am the last, barely surviving god. I don't know how. I don't know why or when. But I feel her. She's coming, Thomas. I thought you killed her. How is she coming back? We've been known to die, to rise again. I can't quite explain it. The same way that you instilling belief and justice strengthens me. I fear that too many people have begun to believe in her. Oh. Real quick, how did Hagatha know that you were inside of me? Did I tell you that? I heard it from in here. Right. You and I were one and the same. That's true. That was a little creepy. Do you know how that is possible? I'm not sure, but this is not the first I've seen of Miss Christie. Oh, really? She has been around an inexplicably long time. I'm telling you, there's a Tiamat link there. I would not be shocked to hear that there is. Whatever is going on, You've done a great job. You've shown the people the power of true justice. But the system, these courts, they've been corrupted. If you can't show enough goodwill to the people, they will begin to believe that the law is evil. And I fear that will give a path for my sister to return. If I'm not strong enough when that happens, I don't know what she will do. We won't let that happen. There has to be a better way. Results begot with violence never last. I am open to suggestions. I have none. I am at a loss, but I do not want to kill my sister again. There must be a way to instill true justice. Lasting change. We're working at it. So, let me get out of your hair, go back out there, instill true justice while you relax in here and not do any of the heavy lifting that I'm doing, but thank you for the warning. You've done good work, Thomas. But you live in a different time. Please, be kind. But be careful who you trust. Okay. Thank you. And outside, Tyronicus. 
you see Lucky come down the hallway chatting with Selma Haas, head of security. She's an impossibly tall and fit bugbear woman in a fitted red pantsuit. She struts down the hall and nods to you. Teronicus? Selma? I'm told this one is yours. Yeah. Hmm. Well, um, Lucky has said that they may be of use to us? Yes, I, I believe so. In what way? Well, through these two is how we found out everything that's going on down in the realms. They got me out of quite a few sticky situations. I trust them with my life. Very well. A powerful endorsement coming from you. Be that as it may, we still have to take security precautions. I'm sure they will pass just fine. Uh, do you mind if we uh, take a peep? Not at all. And she waves a hand over the slate gray wall. As she does, you see a grainy magical projection appear on the wall, allowing you to see into the chamber, kind of like a security camera feed. Selma unlocks the door, walks in, and removes the blindfold from Thomas. Mr. Phelps? Yes? Hello, my name is Selma Haas. Hi, Selma. I have a few questions for you, okay? Okay, do I need to be in this thing while you ask me questions? Um, I trust that I could easily take you down if you were to try anything. And she undoes the silk bindings holding your bones together. A little cocky, but okay. I like your suit. Thank you, I do too. I could recommend a good tailor to take care of some of those patches. Really? Yes. Where? Topside, but I can get a good discount. Yes, please. Very well. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to go through a few questions with you, okay? Okay. Okay. Who are you? I am Thomas Phelps. She squints at you. Okay. Write something down on a clipboard. What do you do for a living? I am a lawyer. Okay. How did you get here? Tyronicus brought us up here. Hmm. Who is Tyronicus to you? Well, legally, he's my assistant. Um, has been for a bit, but I guess more personally, I could call him, uh, for, uh, quaint, uh, a good person that's been a lot of help, a, a friendly face to have around. Understood. Question for you, Nicholas Palazzo. Yes. Does Thomas Phelps, in his heart of hearts, genuinely believe that Tyronicus is his assistant? Uh, I mean, no, friend, friend, but like, yeah. But when you say assistant, is it genuine or is it like an ego thing and you know you're bullshitting? It's an ego thing, but it's like one of those things where you say the lie so much that you kind of believe it a little bit. Okay. <clears throat> Why did you come here? Well, we're here to investigate some suspicious activity down below. We were told that uh, there's someone here we could ask questions about that. Told by whom? Lucky, I believe is his name. Hmm. Okay. What do you know of Lep Recon? Pretty much nothing. I know you're here to locate magical objects and protect the world, in theory. Uh, that's about it. Okay. Are you a magic user? A little bit, yes. I dabble. She writes something in her board. In what way? I can cast certain spells. Okay. Have you been in contact with any persons or objects of inordinate magical ability in the last year? Unfortunately, a few. Please clarify. 
Okay, well, there was a staff that my ex-friend, ex-assistant, really, broke in half. Very stupid move. Turned me into what you see before me. Rookie mistake, really. Everyone knows you never, ever, ever break the staff, right? Of course, that is like basic elementary knowledge. Exactly. Um, that's what I told them at the time. But anyway. Uh, Roll of deception for me. 18. Okay. A phylactery. We've been in contact with that. Hmm. Phylactery belonging to whom? Millie. Oh, shit. Oh, 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 oh are you oh, all right? Oh, 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 oh. Selma holds her chest and falls to the ground. Oh, oh goodness. Wait, no. Please don't die. I might get in oh, trouble. Oh, she comes back up. Okay. Understood. Continue. Uh, okay, just magic objects, or you want to know magic occurrences? Like, I was frozen by someone named Jessica? Have you been in contact with any persons or objects of inordinate magical ability, was my question. Yes, Jessica Felcher, Hagatha Christie. Uh, I'm sure there's a couple others I'm forgetting. Do you know these personally? No, kind of, not really. When was the last time you saw them? Uh, I don't know, like a week ago, two weeks ago. Okay. Where was this? Uh, Rabbit Cove. Anything else? No, nothing else. Oh, there was an elf that attacked us. How so? It paralyzed me. Mr. Phillips, you seem to have a lot of run-ins with unsavory characters. I don't choose it, it just happens. It's really annoying. Mm -hmm. What do you think leads to these coincidences? We're trying to save the world, baby. I, I don't... Ooh, it happens. Okay, I'm going to be real candid with you for a second. I like that response. Very good. <laughs> okay. Do you believe you put the well-being of others above your own? Yes. Does Thomas genuinely believe that? Yeah. Okay. Mr. Phelps? She read something down, and she looks, like, straight into your eye sockets. Are you a good person? Uh... Yes, I'm good. Does Thomas believe that? 70% yes. Roll a charisma check with advantage. Okay. 21. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Phelps. Please wait here. Gotcha. And someone walks out of the room. Interesting character, that one. You don't know the half of it. So as far as that one is concerned, I think I'll be able to clear him. But he seems to be an individual of extraordinarily high risk. Teronicus, I am asking you genuinely, give me your honest answer. Do you believe he is a trustworthy person? I do. Do you think he can keep our secrets? I do. Okay. I trust you. Of course, uh, he's going to have to accept to the standard terms of the non-agent visitor passes. So I will present that to him in a moment. I'm assuming the other one is going to be easier. Uh, mm, find easier... Selma just stares at you, kind of like raises an eyebrow and goes, Oh, good heavens. He's a good person. Mm -hmm. He's just a stubborn guy. Okay. Is he integral to this mission? I would say so. All right. I'll be right out. And she waves her hand over the other wall, and you see the projection appear again. She enters the room, and she goes in, and she talks with Richard. This takes probably about an hour. She asks Richard questions. Richard goes on tangents. Richard begins arguing. Richard begins over-explaining concepts to her. <laughs> and then eventually Salba just walks out. She doesn't even make it to the last few questions. And she goes, Veronicus, what the... 
What the fuck, man? I, I, I'm sorry. It's just... Does he need to be here? <sighs> look, he's really just trying to look out for his nephew. <sighs> okay, 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 okay. Uh, and she goes, she unlocks the door. She goes, Mr. Edgeworth, please come out. And she unlocks the other door. Thomas, you've been in there for an hour. <laughs> Mr. Phelps, please come out. Finally. Oh, nephew, have you been getting questioned incessantly? It was like five, not incessant. Oh. <clears throat> he looks up at Selma and she goes, Very well, Mr. Phelps, Mr. Edgeworth. Due to your extraordinarily high recommendations from trusted agents, we are going to be granting you a temporary pass to visit LEP base. However, as is standard with the temporary passes, this is going to be on the condition of implanting a neutralizing agent. Uh. Should you conduct any unsavory activities, should we see any signs of you being a threat to the longevity of Lep Recon or Ol Mauricia as a whole, we will be able to terminate you on the spot. Uh. You are fully within your rights to negate this procedure. However, if you negate it, your mind will be wiped and you will be returned to the docks. Who decides on whether our actions are unsavory or not? Who, who hits the trigger button? I am the first uh, stop on that road. However, a neutralization is a very, very serious course of action. And so were I to spot any unsavory behavior, I would need to bring it to the overseer. That only happens while we're up here on the moon, right? No. Oh. So long as you have memory of Leprechaun and you are not an active agent, uh, we will need to do this to safeguard our secrets. Oh boy. Uncle, come over here real quick. Yes, nephew? You were a little, uh, a little crazy back down on Earth. Yes. I, uh, don't think- I'm fervent with love for my family. Right, but in case that fervor gets a little out of control while you're up here, they will kill you. Well, I don't see why that would happen unless they threatened you. We're gonna, like, walk over to them and just like, look, guys, you don't have to do this. We could just wipe whatever you know about Lep from here, and I'll just let you know how it goes. Look, Tiro, I could take the risk. I'm fine with that, but w I think we should send my uncle back down. Well, no, I certainly can't leave you. Uncle, y you might put the mission in jeopardy here if you force them to neutralize you. Damn the mission. No, not damn the mission. Do we need damn the, the mission. mission. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> damn the mission so long as you are safe, nephew. I'm perfectly safe. I'm fine. Trust me. It'll be okay. What if you come into danger while I'm here? We'll go to Richard, and I'm like, look... This is a very serious situation, alright? These are very serious people, they have a very serious mission. I understand love for your family, trust me, I get it. And between you and me, like, I know that you feel how you feel about Thomas. But if that's gonna get in the way of the mission, I would rather you have your mind wiped than you be completely obliterated, because that's not gonna be great for Thomas. Tyronicus, I have spent the last 15 years on a very serious mission. I know I am an eccentric character. I understand that. I know I have my faults. I am not the best adjusted person. But my sister died. I'm so close to finding who did this. But I'm nowhere near making up for the damage I did to my nephew. I have to be here to protect him. I will not make stupid decisions. I guarantee you. Hold you to that. Very well. Even if they come after me up here, you will not make stupid decisions. So long as you are safe. Tyronicus, what do you think? Well, if he doesn't, he's gonna die. 
Right. I, I don't want to die either, though, you know? Granted, if someone's coming after you, then obviously there's a problem. It, I think you'll be fine. Okay, Uncle, I just want you to know, you're, you're it's a serious risk and liability with you up here, but if you're willing to take the plunge, we're going to do it. Call me a plunger. Oh. I'm ready to take the shit. <laughs> here we go. Do not take shit. Don't steal anything. <laughs> <laughs> I will not steal. Thomas. I Okay, is this like a rest of our lives kind of thing? We're going to have this in our brains? Yes. As long as you know about Lolly P. So, okay, let's say I, by chance, stumbled across 200 coin in my landlord's room and I stole it. Would that be grounds for neutralization? No. no as, as long as it's not against, like, LEP's general mission. Oh. This is, like, survival of all of the planet type shit. I don't care if you steal from the people on the surface. You know, we're good to go then. Let's do this. Okay. And she pulls out a little... It kind of looks like a gun with, like, a needle point on it. And you see they have these little, like, magical glowing capsules in them. Like a BB chamber that it could dispense multiple. And she goes... All right, Mr. Phelps. And she jams the needle. Again, you're a skeleton. So she jams the needle into, like, your bone, the base of your skull. And you hear a... You take one point of damage. Mr. Edgeworth? If you hurt my nephew, there will be hell to pay. Other than that, I like your mission. Please insert. (laughs) Ow! Is there not a simpler way to inject that into a person that was rather painful? I'm afraid not, Mr. Edgeworth. Very well. Thank you. I have been granted a temporary visitor pass. High five, nephew. Snail, I love it. All right. Very well. Uh, enjoy your stay, and Tyronicus. Sama. Keep them out of trouble, please. You got it. All right, and Lucky turns to you and he goes, All right, well, that took a little longer than I expected. <laughs> so, you're here. Should we get down to business? Well, uh, the, the long and short of it is... I looked into the LLC thing you brought up to me. I haven't quite been able to find anything yet, but we did have another agent out on the field. It looks like they ran into something, or, well, more specifically, someone. That might be related. You want to have a look yourself? Is that who you captured? Yes. Who is it? Come over here. Okay. Watch it be Gary. (laughs) Nick pops into the chat. (laughs) He leads you down the hallway. He walks a couple of paces, and there's that long hall of just slate gray. And Lucky waves his hand against the slate gray wall, just like Selma did earlier. A similar grainy magical projection appears. Inside the chamber, you see two figures. A slender Medusa in a corset and cloak, with green snakes for hair, paces around the room freely. She seems to be leading the interrogation. Wrapped in silk, you see a very very muscular orc. Only this orc seems fucked up. He has a gash across his throat, and his bottom half seems to have been replaced with thick tentacles. And he cries, Did you lie there, okay? Please, let me go! I gotta get help! Please! Halfway there. This, this is the halftime ad. Hello, this is Daddy G. I'm still looking for my boy. Nikki B, Nikki B. Somewhere out across the sea. Sorry, I've been losing focus a lot lately. It's 
The search for Nikki has taken its toll on me. I haven't slept in days, but I'm having a hard time staying awake. Oh, what is that smell? What's this? Geek grind coffee? Ah, Nikki does love grinding geeks. And I could use the coffee. Oh, wow, that quality. You can smell that that was sourced from women-owned farms in Colombia. Oh, what is this? Swole Initiative Blend. <laughs> this is exactly the kind of coffee that Nikki loves. Oh, beautiful medium roast and the right mixture of, of nerddom and, and gains. Oh, it reminds me of Nikki. And what's this? When you go to geekgrindcoffee.com slash Drimbus and use code Drimbus, you get 20% off. That's a fucking steal. I can even subscribe to Swole Initiative, so I don't have to worry about ordering it whenever I run out. And knowing the long search that awaits us, I'm gonna need a lot of Swole Initiative. Not just me. Everyone out there looking for my son. For Nikki B. Daddy G, thanks you. Jerry Benetados, thank you. Queso Loco, thank you. Gretchen Beignet, thank you. Alejandro Lopez, thank you. Ace Andrews, thank you. Thomas Murphy, thank you. Regina Russell, thank you. Salty, thanks. Adrian Bundy, thank you, bro. Sam Olivos, thank you. Jordan Cobb, thanks. The Unnamed Robe, thank you. John Gillette, thank you. Chloe G, thank you. Conair on DVD, thank you. And be star, thank you. Doubtful guest, thank you. Michael Richters, we thank you for your service. Davis Walden, thank you. Denny Dewdrop, go thank yourself. Myth Mouse, thanks. Will Woodall, you are thanked. Callie Wolf, thank you. Brandon and Bishop, thank you. Bridge, thank you. Twiglets, thank you. Joanna, always thank you, thank you, thank you. Wes Berger, thank you. Stan Sitzman, thank you. Scrambles, the Death Dealer, thank you. Thank you so much. Nathan Mesner, thank you. Ruth Thanatos, thank you. Morgan Lawson, thank you. Olivia Hill, thanks. Wilhelm Fox, go thank yourself. Trip, thank you. Carrie Holmes, thank you. And Stoner Panda, thank you. I'm gonna go brew some swollen initiative. You guys keep looking. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's all I know, okay? Please, let me go. I gotta get help. Please. Mr. Hera, was it? What do you want? I'm who they send in to fact check those that we interrogate to make sure you tell the same story. I told you everything I know. Do you know why they call me Viper? No. <laughs> why? Because one bite from the snakes within my hair will start off a chain reaction throughout your body. First, 
numbness in the face or limbs, lightheadedness, general weakness, nausea or vomiting, sweating, salivating. Then comes the blurred vision, difficulty breathing, and if I don't give you the antidote, death. If you're gonna kill me, then just kill me already. I tell you everything I know. If I find out you're lying, I'd rather be dead than what I am now. I'm all alone. Hey, I gotta go help. I gotta do it for tweaks. All right, all right. Walk me through it one more time. How did you get a ticket to Ala Libre? Don't make new. You see, we got extra money for this settlement. It tweaks it out. We were supposed to go on vacation together. We were getting bored. So we could do a better job of building the business for my sister. And I suppose those plans, obviously, didn't fall through. Yeah, he got off the island and he came back for me. <laughs> he died. I'm very sorry for your loss, Mr. Harrow. <laughs> Why? Mm, I suppose that could be a rude question. How did you survive then? I told you that lady, that, that terrible lady, she was doing experiments on That lady on being this, um, Michelle Crichton, yes. as you said, oh, right, yes. all right. She kept cutting me open and putting new things on my body. And she had this thing, every time I died, I came back to life. Tell me more about that. I don't know, I just, she would kill me, she stabbed me, and she cut me, and then I would wake up in my body, still bleeding. Did you ever see this mechanism that she utilized? It's like a crystal, like a little, like a, like a stick. A crystal, you say? Yeah. Did it glow? Yeah. What color was it? Maybe like a purple. A purple crystal. I told you all of this already. Why don't you people let me go? Mr. I gotta Harrow. go help with the trial. Mr. Hera. Remain calm. I don't intend to hurt you. I simply want to make sure that the facts you're sharing remain the same. Now, I want to believe you. So this purple crystal, why do you think were you utilized? I don't know, because she fucked up. She did it to other people. Other people didn't survive as long as I did. I see. Who else was with you on this island? A lot of people. I don't, I don't know all the tourists. When I got there, there were all the dead bodies. And there were, there were the buffets. There were, there were a couple of centaurs, and they, they died before I did. And then they kept experimenting on me. But then uh, Miss Felcher showed up. Miss uh, Felcher, you say? Yeah. You know her? Yeah, we were entrepreneurs together. I see. She she came to help me. She said Twigs came back with her to help. And she had her, her Warforged friend. And she had a frog lady. And she had uh, a, a bugbear. And uh, uh, the dwarf guy, he was, he, he was with Twigs' body. He couldn't all walk right, anymore. All right, all right. Now, this Miss Felcher, I've heard her name. She was helping you, you say? Yeah, she came to save me. Very interesting. Your story checks out. I'll go talk to my boss. 
Maybe we can get you cleaned up otherwise. Thank you for your cooperation. Please, I gotta go help. I can't do it for two weeks, please. I'll have you out of here as soon as I can. What did you do with this body? Where is it? Don't worry, Mr. Hara. Your friend's body will be safe. Okay. And she gets up. As she walks, her hair still faces him, and they kind of just like. She walks up. Okay. Uh, you you gotta let us in to talk to him. We know him. You you know him. I know him. You you might not know. You him. know this orc? orc. Yes. How do you know this orc? We've had a run in. There was a court case a long long time ago. Please just let me talk to him. Well, if you do, I'll have to be in the room with you. But I suppose if Lucky allows it. Lucky, Tyrannicus, you're sure we could trust him? I'll go with him. All right. All right. Okay. Here we go. Kit! Mr. Phelps? Yes, I know. I look different. You look very different, Your voice too. is so identifiable. I just knew it was you. I missed you, entrepreneur. Are you okay, Kit? Like, oh, man, what happened? So many things. I want to explain it so many times. Breathe, breathe. It's okay. I'm sorry to see you like this. Mr. Phelps. Yes? If, if you know Mr. Harrod, do you also know... The other people that he mentioned he were with on the island, he said, Miss Felcher. Yeah, yeah, you know me, Felcher. A warforged. She's an entrepreneur. Yes. A warforged. Like the one that was destroyed in the crystal. There was another crystal. Another one? Well, what crystal are you speaking of? We got attacked by Miss Felcher, um, a woman named Hagatha, back um, during Rabbit Cove. And she, she had a crystal with like a warforged in it. She destroyed it, and they all seemed distraught. I guess it was one of their friends. Interesting. M- Mr. Hara, did Miss Felcher seem hostile towards this Warforged? Uh, no, I think they were French. I think her name was Barbara. Barbara? Kit, listen, things have changed since then. I know you and I had, like, small differences back then, and, you know, Jessica convinced you to go a certain direction, but she is evil, Okay. What do you mean she came to, she saved my life? Well, maybe back then, but it was all kind of a ruse, okay? She is no good. No, no, she saved my life from the lady that was torturing me. I believe Mr. Hera means to say that the reason he's alive is because of Miss Felcher's actions on the island. She saved you? Yeah, she saved me, she saved a lot of people. She came, (laughs) she came with Twigs. Twigs just trying to save me. It's restart. Oh, kid, I'm sorry. But she saved me. She, all of them, they're all good. It was her. We had uh, Rachel and Barbara and uh, uh, Carla, you know, the famous singer lady. She was there too. And uh, we all escaped together and we arrested Michelle Crichton. You arrested her? Yeah. Do you know where she is now? Uh, I don't know. I think they took her to the courthouse. I was supposed to come back for the court case the next day. And then you arrested me, and now I missed it. All right, Mr. Harrow. I gotta go do it for Twigs. I gotta get justice for Twigs. Wait, you're telling me there's a court case happening? Is Jessica involved? Yeah. Is she the defense or the persecution. I don't know. I was supposed to go back to find out the next day. Alright, I think we're talking in circles now. Lucky, do you think it's valuable to go investigate this court case matter? It possibly could be, but uh, he's saying it was supposed to be the next day. Right. It's been four days, so 
That case is over. Right. Do you know what court it was supposed to be in, Mr. Harrow? I don't know. We were easily laboring, so probably whatever court is close to there. Perhaps we could investigate the outcome of the court case, what the ruling was. I'm very interested to see where Miss Crichton is now. And Miss Felcher, for that matter. Knowing Jessica, she probably got her friend off scot-free. We definitely have business with Miss Felcher, so it could do us some justice to talk to this Miss Crichton. I see. Well, we've got to be careful, Tyronicus. We could get killed if we go anywhere near Jessica. We could, but we can obviously... We could get killed outside of this as well. So she recognizes you then? Yes. Well, they were friends. Would it be helpful to have an unrecognizable face among you? That would be helpful, yes. Lucky, do you suppose I could go with them? I don't think it could hurt. If they get into trouble, Miss Felter won't know who I am. I need you to be in constant communication, okay? Of course. Last time I sent someone out to investigate, we sent them to Rabbit Cove. We lost two agents. Lucky, you know me. I know you, but I don't know them. That's fair. Among the three of us, I'm sure we can figure out something. However, as is the code, if I am lost, as long as our missions are fruitful, then I was doing my job. Hopefully it won't come to that. Hopefully, but I know what I signed up for. Tyrannicus, uh, Thomas, what are your thoughts? Honestly, the more help we can get in this situation, the better. That's why we came. And I'd rather have no one else than a fellow agent than help me. I, I gotta go back, please. I gotta guess you were happy. Right, Lucky, I do believe that Mr. Harris telling the truth. He's been saying the same story, so I don't think we have any reason not to believe him at this point. Can I say one more thing to Kit? Yeah. Kit, listen, I know the last time I saw you, I was very, very bitter about the outcome of that court case, but... I do forgive you, and I know you were just trying to do what was right by your sister, too, and I just wanted to say, you're always going to be an entrepreneur in my book, okay? He looks at you, and he starts, like, his eyes just turn really watery, and he goes, Thank you, Mr. Phelps. Lucky, perhaps there's something that could be done to assist this orc. Hold on, Kit, was it? Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you, Kit. You probably won't remember who I am after this conversation. After that, I'm sorry. And he's just going to snap his fingers. And I'm going to use Detect Thoughts to see whatever else is in his head. Okay. Detect Thoughts is just surface level thoughts, right? Mm, depends on your save. Oh, okay. What kind of save is it? Wisdom save. You got to beat a 17. He fails. Nisty learns surface thoughts. Fails, I gain insight into its reasoning, if any, its emotional state. Something that looms large in its mind, such as something it worries over, loves, or hates. Yeah, okay, so you cast Tech Thoughts, and you immediately feel what Kit is feeling, and Kit is just distraught and confused. Right now he is confused, he has a lot of conflicting feelings about Jessica. You get the feeling that based on this information that he's being told about her supposedly being evil or whatever whatever he saw does not line up with this and it's causing a lot of confusion and he is distraught over twigs uh the name twigs just keeps popping up in your head over and over again you can tell that his primary concern is getting out of here and trying to help with the court case to get justice for twigs okay uh mr kit you said miss felter saved you yes yeah how did she do that? Well, there were all the raptors, and, and they were in a big fight with Michelle Crichton, and Miss Crichton, she stabbed me in the throat. And he lifts his neck to show you, like, the big gash across the throat. 
And he says, but I came back to life and they managed to grab her and they knocked her out. And then they helped me get off the island. We almost got eaten like a million times and then we got off and uh, we made it okay. And well, I, I t they said they were going to take her to the courthouse to go to jail and that I could come back the next day to help with the court case. All right. right. Um, what do you know about a woman named Hagatha Christie? It sounds kind of familiar, but I don't know. And what is this business about a second crystal? Right. Apparently, Miss Crichton had some sort of crystal that would allow her to do inhumane experiments to bodies and then bring them back to continue. Ooh. Well, obviously, she's abusing magic, so if she's still alive, we need to bring her in. Exactly my point. For goodness sake, can we get his gash wrapped up or something? Right, right. I'm so sorry, Mr. Hera. I, uh, you have to understand we're being thorough. Let's um, let's get him to the medical ward, and uh, someone will take care. Wait, of did you hear anything about the LLC? Yeah, wait, the LLC. Yeah, I heard about that. Miss Felcher said something about the LLC when she showed up. I, I did, I did forgot to ask with it. Bet. Can you try your best to remember the context? Uh, they used it to trick Miss Crotton. Like, Miss Crotton was going to attack him, and then she said something about being with the LOC, something like that, and then she relaxed for a little bit until they got into the real fight. Interesting. So Mrs. Crichton is somehow connected to the LLC. Is it possible, then, that Miss Felcher is playing a double agent of sorts? No, no, she's evil. She is evil. Well, right, you say so, and I'm sure I don't mean to discredit the evil thing she's done in the past, but this story that Mr. Hera has told, which has been fact-checked by several sources, perhaps there's a little more in the layers to the double agents that Miss um, Felcher seems to be acting upon. You know, that could very well be possible. I don't know much about Miss Felcher. She's probably a triple agent. All I know is only encounters I've had with her were conflicting. I see. I believe Kit, too, but she killed Ostragon and Dot. She's evil, period. The only reason she may have helped out, there was, has to have been some ulterior motive. Mr. Kit, you said she was with a Warforged. Yeah. I heard something about a frog. Yeah. What did they look like? Okay, she had a Warforged. And uh, her name was Barbara, and she had like a little, like a red wig and some heels. And then we had Carla, uh, Carla Grande. She's a famous grung singer. Carla Grande? Yeah. And there was a Rachel? Rachel Goldthwaite. She was uh, uh, the lawyer's wife. And a Barbara? Barbara was the Warforged. With the red wig and heels, Mr. Phelps. Yeah. And, uh, oh, she had uh, a Q. He was a little cobalt reclaimer and well, twigs, right? Twigs. And then, and then um, uh, they also had Martin Hammer. He was paralyzed at the bottom. He fell with twigs at the ladder and he was paralyzed. But they helped him with the current amount. And I think that's it. I can't remember anybody else. Right. Did they mention anything about a woman named Monique? Uh... No. Good. <laughs> is there any way we could fix Kit up? Is there any way to put him back to how he was? Ah, uh, what? And Lucky kind of like leans into him and goes, maybe we can help with the pain. Maybe we can give him a few accommodations, but I, I don't know how to undo that. His whole bottom half is tentacles. Like, he doesn't have legs. He has big, thick tentacles. Right, well... The sooner we find Miss Crichton, the sooner we find the whereabouts of this crystal and perhaps on the way, the motives of Miss Felcher. And perhaps after finding that, we can assist Mr. Hera in returning to his original form. 
Right. I have to come with you, please. I got I got to see if I can help at all. Kid, there's no way you could come in that condition. Well, ho- hold on now. Do you know how to walk with these? Yeah, it hurts a little bit, but I could do it. I think before we leave, he must be healed in some way. Can we even trust this guy? Yes, we can. I'm very good at my job. I trust him. If you trust him, then I trust him. All right, how about this? I'll take Mr. Hera to the medical ward. We're uh, currently about to exit the Opal Coast region. I'll see what they can do. I can possibly beam you guys down uh, pretty close to Isla Libra, actually, one of the telepaths there. So we can drop you off pretty close. I need you to be in constant communication. Of course. Depending on Mr. Harris' condition, maybe he can come along with you. I will leave that decision up to him. He should be a free man from here on out. All right. Kit, you're going to be okay. Are you ready to be an entrepreneur again? Yeah, for, for my sister. That's right. And for Twigs. Mr. Harrah. Yeah? When you left, these creatures that you mentioned, are they still running free on this island? Y- yeah, yeah, they chased us off. One of them uh, swept through the water to get us. It was really big. Do you think that magic has something to do with those creatures as well? I mean, should we send a, a team? Isla Libra, we, we know, has been advertised for having that whole divergent evolution bullshit. Right. But the siphon, that thing you heard about, that to me seems like something else. All right. We'll see you soon, kid. For your sister. Sis. Sister. For my sister. For your sister. It tweaks. Thank you. Hey, uh, Mr. Hera, no hard feelings. I was just doing my job. Yeah, it's okay. I'm kind of used to it. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> All right, well, Mr. Hera, if you could follow me and the rest of you, um, feel free to eat, avail yourself of any resources. We should be ready to go in probably about 10 or 12 hours or so. All right. All right. Good luck. This has been Your Honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of Nicholas Palazzo as Thomas Phelps, T.J. Berry as Tyronicus, and Hannah Schooner as Viper. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. Editing was done by Hannah Schooner and Giancarlo Herrera, with sound design by Giancarlo Herrera. If you want to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes, or go to patreon.com slash Our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our after-the-show show, After the Drimbus, free exclusive merch, bonus series, and the chance to create items for the show, or have NPCs named after you. Oh, and don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons & Drimbus sticker. Thank you all so much for listening, and I do declare, I'll see you all next week. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish. Good evening, and welcome to Strange Air. I am your host, Malcolm Smith, and I'll be here for the next four hours taking your calls as we explore the outer regions of reality. Ten years ago, Malcolm Smith vanished from the face of the earth. One moment, he was on the air in the middle of a sentence, and the next moment, he was gone. 
People will believe anything. So, what do you think happened? I believe your father staged the whole thing. I believe your daddy was taken. Do you believe in miracles? I guess people believe what they want to believe. I believe I'll have a little more wine. It's time you heard the truth about your father! You're completely insane. Did someone hit you? Leave me alone! What's going on? I'm going to find my father. Strange Air. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit strangeairpodcast.com for more information.